Yo, welcome back to the Banta Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Russ. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing, Russ? Not bad, actually. Liverpool won today. I'm happy. Fight in another injury. Oh, yeah. Jota scored. Yeah. And Salah. And we didn't play the best football. But you know what? It's a good end to the day. Well, you know what? If our listeners want more Champions League updates, you know what we should do? We should tell them how they can find us. Yeah, for sure. So, we can find us on Twitter. At Bantabi is our handle. We are on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. And our Anchor website is also on our Twitter page. We are also on SoundCloud under the name Banta Boys. Please do check us out. Send us a message. Fantastic. Hey, did you know that we hit uh, 50 listens on one of our episodes? No way, really? Yeah, man. People nice. People like us. This is awesome. Congratulations, really good. Banta Boys. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Cheers, shoulder. cheers to us. I know. Big ups, big ups. So, guys, you know, thank you so much for the support. Keep listening. We love you guys. Uh, so, let's get started. Let's talk about some Champions League and Europa fixtures. What's up, Russ? Get us started. So, we'll we'll start. We'll talk about the fixtures from last week. So, this is the week of October 20, 20th, 19th, October 19th, right? The game started October 20th, yeah. So, first we had United PSG, which is, you know, United snuck out, a re- not snuck out, they were, I think they were the much better team for most of that game. Telus started their new signing, which was like, you know, really good. Still no Pogba. Interesting. He hasn't even started the, the last Premier League game too, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like third round, fourth round pick for a lot of people and that must be frustrating. I know. Bruno is still continuing to start. And again, like this, it's just the start of the season and obviously yeah, Bruno yeah, has yeah. that capacity to play a lot of games, but... You can already kind of tell that towards like the last maybe 5-10 minutes of the game, he's struggling. And he needs to be substituted immediately. But you know what? We're not the managers, so we'll con- like uh, we'll continue. The 70-odd minutes that he is fulling, he is he is great. So let's kind of see how that, how that keeps going. No DVB? He did play. He did play. Yeah, he played for like a few minutes. I don't... I think he... I think a lot of people are trying to figure... Uh, like kind of get frustrated... United fans, a lot of the media stuff are getting frustrated, but I think there's there's a lot of good points that we that was brought up about DVB, DVDB is that he, Ajax or I he when he was at Ajax that league ended early that league ended in March and they hadn't played yeah. competitive football since March so I think it'll take a bit for him to get up to pace with that with the like the intensity and the pace of the Premier League and like you want you want to make sure is that if this is a player that you want to hopefully build your team around in the future, yeah. or you want to make sure he's a, he's a starting player, is that you don't immediately run to the ground. But I'm sure a, a player of his age and a player like D- Donny van der Beek, he wants to play every game. He wants to play every single minute. Yeah. But like we just got to figure out and be patient with that. his first start for the Premier League. Yeah, and speaking of his season ending early, his teammates, well, previous teammates, Hakim Ziyech, Still not starting for Chelsea. Chelsea versus Sevilla. How was that? Nil, nil. I don't know. I don't know what Chelsea fans are more happier about. Uh, or what? What are they more like? You know, like where are their exp- uh, emotions at? The nil, nil, keeping a clean sheet, or not scoring any goals because we know there's a lot of goals in that Chelsea squad. But like, it's kind of interesting. What do you think? What do you kind of feel more passionately about? I mean, 
you need to score goals, a hundred percent. Like especially a team like us, like that stacked with all these attacking players, you need to score goals. But not conceding is such a fantastic feeling right now as a Chelsea fan. Like back to back clean sheets, come on, man. Nah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're you're fucking with me. Like, <laughs> nah, I mean, like, I mean, it, I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that Mendy comes back, and I think Mendy's kept. Uh, all clean sheets so far. A clean sheets for all his appearances. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And we'll talk more about the Premier League game, right? Yeah, for sure. We we will. And I'm I'm a little worried for tomorrow actually. Uh, so we're recording on Wednesday night. Uh, tomorrow's Champions League game. We're recording on Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday night. Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Uh, I felt like I was in the Europa League again. <laughs> but yeah, Thiago Silva is not not going to be traveling, and I'm a little worried. I feel like we might not keep a clean sheet, but you know, Mendy might prove prove us wrong or prove us right hopefully and keep another one it's 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 weird but not losing yeah. that's that's the more important right we're still picking up a point each yeah, and I at this so. stage of the competition it's not bad at all against probably the strongest exactly, or yeah. second strongest side in that group right so what about your boys in red uh liverpool uh ajax versus liverpool like this was yeah this was the first game after the everton game right a lot of people were worried we still had Adrian at the back. We kept a clean sheet. I think the be- yeah. I think the most the best thing about that game was that around the 60th minute mark, all our front three, Mane, Salah, Firmino, came off, and Jota, Shakiri, and Minamino came on. Yeah, and those were the same. That was the same reverse combination for today's game, right? Kind of, kind of. We had uh, Divakarigi starting, but I think with the new formation, he wanted to play four attacking players instead of three. But honestly, I think the best thing was is that the intensity did not drop. The intensity was there. That front three, the new front three, did both attacking and defensive work. Jota looks great. I, I honestly, when we when he signed for him, there are so many comparisons between him and Mane. Like kind of how much we signed him for, how much he kind of came in. He scored his first goal against Arsenal. All of these things that are kind of... And then, like, Mane's number is 10 and Jota's number is 20. So, like, you know, Mane 2.0. But honestly, I think he's going to be a great player. A lot of people are concerned that he won't get any playing time. But I think he is. He's he will. We'll talk about it more. But he just had his first start in the Premier League. To, or his second start, but with Mane. And I think that's, that's a really good sign. He's playing w- with that front three. And I think Klopp wants to get a lot more out of him. Yeah, so another fantastic uh, manager is Pep. And Pep has a bit of problems at the moment. But Foden keeps solving them off yeah. the bench. Back-to-back appearances off the bench. Back-to-back goals off the bench. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, I mean, we'll, we'll probably get to how it kind of played a pivotal role in our, in our game week. But City may be starting to finally figure out their issue. I mean, you know, Kun got injured. Oh, God. That, Again, it, it he got injured today or this last week. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it just breaks my heart. But yeah, uh, how did City look against Porto? They look decent. I think not their strongest. I think you know that this is a team that is struggling without its best players. Right? De Bruyne. We did, there's no De Bruyne in the City-Porto game. But they, they still won considerably, like 3-1, right? Obviously, I don't think that defense is ever going to be as solid without Laporte. But Ruben Diaz, Eric Garcia, and Nathan Ake look... Or Nathan Ake didn't play, but uh, Ruben Diaz and Eric Garcia look solid. Kyle, Walker, uh, Kyle Walker's 
right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was gonna call him Kyle Walker, Peter, <laughs> <laughs> but Kyle Walker and Joaquin Silo look like actual fullbacks. Oh man, I was so high on Cancelo this season. Like I'm like so upset that I don't have him, but yeah, he's. I know. I'm so excited for for any like manager that has him this season, but uh, it sucks to say. Uh, well, at least talk uh, about them. Uh, Spurs versus Lask. Is that am I am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Gareth Bale finally started. Yeah. He so, did. He did. That's good news. Good news for Spurs. I don't think he played the full ninety. And so did Doherty. Doherty yeah, I told had, he, the, had like probably the, was the best player on the pitch. I think. I think so. Yeah, he was. He was. And I. That's what I told you. I was like, he has been playing a lot of games, and I think yeah. Mourinho has to be really careful and not to overwork him. Right. Like I said, yeah. in the international break, he played three games more than and more than probably any other any other team uh, any other player kind of for them. So. Like, you want to make sure that he's not going to be run to the ground. Yeah, and he absolutely smashed it against Burnley yeah. this game week, which we'll get to again later. But what about uh, Leicester versus Zoria Luhansk? Oh, man, I'm going to definitely butcher one of these names. You know what the most surprising thing is? Is that Brendan Rodgers probably played his strongest 11. He obviously had Kalechi up top, but he played yeah. James Madison. He played Dennis Pratt. He played Pofana and Johnny Evans. They played a pretty pretty strong 11. I was really si- excited to see Madison start this game week, but he absolutely yeah. shot the bed. A couple players, actually, was really sad, excited to see them start. But, yeah, I mean, let's cover the last one. Arsenal versus Rapid Wien. Are these actual team names? That's that's This is brilliant. Pepe was probably their best player out of that. Lacazette also kind of started. Saka also started. But Saka started... In the midfield three instead of the attacking three, which unless this past game week he started as an attacking three. Attacking three, yeah, he did. Yeah, it was great. He was one of the best players probably. Again. Yeah, and in the Europa game he started as a midfield three, so that mm. was interesting. Pepe probably seems like a player that they'll switch to for the Europa games, and yeah. then hopefully they have a starting. I don't know. You you never know with Arsenal's uh, starting eleven in the Premier League. Because they still haven't found it. They thought William was going to be their starting 11, but I don't think that's going to work out. Uh, maybe Enketia, Lacazette, and Aubameyang. Like, Aubameyang has been really bad. I don't he scored, like, I don't think he's been that good this, this season. So Yeah, man. It's, it's been a terrible start. Like, in terms of fantasy returns. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, I feel for owners who picked him up. 100%. But we talked about this. Yeah. He's, he's a boomer bust type of yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. But having the second... Highest goals. He was the ninth highest scoring striker, ninth highest scoring f- forward, right? So, mm. like, yeah, it's 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 honestly a struggle. Like, even William wasn't mm-hmm. even in the squad. But you know what? Since we're talking about actual football, you know, not Champions League stuff. I uh, mean, we love Champions League, but we're here for the EPL. So let us talk about the topics that we're gonna cover for this episode in the first half we're gonna do a game week six review break it down fixture by fixture and then uh, we're gonna you know give you the scores of our predictions that we uh, made it seems to be a very interesting result as well and uh, we will you know give you a little taste of what happened in the sanji versus ross fixture the first of the season in our og league We'll get a halftime pint, then jump into the second half and break it down, give you an update in terms of how our teams are doing in both our leagues, uh, the OG League and the official Banter Boys League. 
we you know we'll recommend any you know FA or waiver picks as well, and then talk about upcoming fixtures and predictions that we will have for the upcoming game week. Game week seven. Yeah. All right, Ross. Let us get started. It was a Friday fixture that we had in game week six. Villa zero leads three. I didn't see this coming. I don't think many people did. Villa at home. Uh, Leeds, we know, are not the best defensively. So it was obviously uh, like a surprise to everyone, especially because this is, I think, the first game where Villa haven't scored. So it was obviously yeah. Backford, Patrick. I had him in one of our. Uh, I had him in one of our leagues. Gave me forty-two points. Right. I'm like, that's great. So I was, I was really, I don't know, really happy about that. Also, really happy with the fact that now, like, things are like shuffling up, right? There's just so much happening in this season so far that it's it's just kind of one to uh, one for the future to kind of talk about when we talk about like this Premier League season. Yeah, Meslier also had a pretty good game. Was he twenty year old kid? I think he's French. Mm-hmm. Who else had a good game? Um, Stuart Dallas had a great game. He yeah. was in Alan Shearer's team of the week. Yeah. So I think in our league he gave in our OG league he gave thirteen points. But I think that includes a lot of like extra stacks that not many people other play with. And it's situations like this you would kill for him to be a defender in the game, you know? When Leeds actually keep a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like aerial jewels, you get an extra yeah. point five, right? Clean sheet is, is is six extra points. But you know what? I think him being a midfielder is good enough because He's averaging more than 10 points. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, if he gets reclassified as a defender, I think he's going to be pretty high up there in terms of, like, attacking fullbacks you want to draft, right? But he's not that attacking. That's the thing. I've seen his positioning during the game. He's usually the last player on set pieces. And very rarely does he do, do they look for him as a kind of pinging the ball up to him, right? But I don't know. He gets forward a lot sometimes as well. And he's gotten big chances in the box as well, right? For he gets forward in really good position. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's a, it's more like efficiency, right? The times that he is in the box, he'll try making a big play. There hasn't been one yet. He almost scored against City, which he should have. He all he made, he created a few chances as well. But I think it's just a matter of like when he's in the box, he creates great chances for the team. Yeah. Not necessarily they just haven't come off yet. So we we might we haven't even seen the best of him yet. Yeah, I honestly thought Leeds were gonna struggle without Calvin Phillips, but Jack Harrison uh, pretty much ran that game from what I mm-hmm. heard because I listened to the game while I was at, at work. I hope my boss doesn't listen to this podcast. But yeah, uh, five key passes that game put up thirteen points. You know, just clicking along. Speaking of click, also put up thirteen points, three key passes as well. But I want to give a shout out to um, Alioski. He came in actually. Because Leeds have a couple injuries as well. Uh, I know Liam Cooper mm-hmm. didn't start the game yeah. as well. Actually, uh, they had, what's his name, Stroik, uh, Pascal Stroik, come in for him. But he actually came off a bit early into the game. I think he was just having a really terrible game. I think he got a yellow card as well, like negative one point. But yeah, Alioski played well. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with Grealish. Like, he's making amazing runs, getting into great positions, just not... I don't know, it's not falling for him. Like, there was some good defensive play uh, against yeah. that shot. Like, it was a clearance off the line, right? Yeah. I think there's there's a few things to be said. Grealish is an amazing player. He's obviously Aston Villa's best player. He's probably the best player, one of the best players in the Premier League right now. But sometimes you see that he do, he tries to go for that extra dribble before that pass instead of just passing it before. And I think 
this game, it might have just caught up to him where he might not have been able to do that. And some of that decision-making might have kind of come into question. It's just one game, though. Like, I, I think next game, Grealish comes yeah. big again. Like, because that's the talent that he is. Yeah, and Ross Barkley putting up good numbers again, man. Four key passes mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, ended up in 11 points. Uh, still only 87% owned in leagues. So, I mean, if he was free in our leagues, I think one of us would have picked him up by now, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird. Ollie Watkins is putting up decent decent points, but I feel like he's not doing much. <laughs> like, I don't know. He, he, I mean, he's, he's like, that. other than that hat-trick, like, I haven't seen anything, like, convincing me that he's going to be getting you a lot of goals. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think, I think it'll, it's just a matter of the patience, right? You have to realize is that Villa, it's, you like you like we said before, Villa added a new spine to this team. And I think it magically it's, it's been working so well. But obviously there'll be kinks along the way that you'll have to kind of fix and you'll and there'll be bumps along the way because of you still have to kind of rebuild that team chemistry. I think Dean Smith probably knows what to do. I think they just need to kind of figure out how to keep doing it. Yeah. New boy Rafina also got some minutes in this game. I'm not sure if I'd pick him up yet because, like, he's only owning 34% of leagues. So I'm pretty sure no one's rushing to get him. I said give it some time, but he could be one to watch uh, for sure. Uh, so let's move on to West Ham 1, Manchester City 1. KDB is back, but Kun got injured. That was really... That's unfortunate. Listen, yeah. I, was, I was quite sad about that, man. Because I had him in one of my leagues and he got me, what, 0.25 points? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into my team. I'm, I'm, I might, I might cry a little bit. But yeah, Foden got benched that game, and it sucks because you benched him because of that. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, but you know what? Until the very when I saw that starting lineup, I saw he was benched, and I was honestly hesitant to take him off for a moment because I was just like, he'll obviously come on. There's no way that Foden won't come on during this game. And I honestly thought that he'll come on and score again like he did in the game before in the Champions League against Porto. So I yeah. was honestly convinced that he would do that. But I was like, the downside is he comes on at the 80th minute and does gives me two points. But you know what the other side of that is? Is the player that I replaced him with also just gave me two points. So, <laughs> and he played like 65, 65 minutes. That was probably what decided the game. I had 16 and a half points on the bench during our game. And we don't play with auto subs, so I can't even bring on players. Yeah, and Cancelo got the assist. was great that game as well. He was great in the game today as well. I think he got a clean sheet. Uh, They won in Champions League 3-0. 19.75 points, man. Uh, Two key passes, an assist, three interceptions, three successful dribbles, two aerials, and... Uh, yeah, uh, he's 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 a great player to own from City right now, especially with them not firing on all cylinders. But I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is always a monster. Uh, but he came off, uh, I believe, the bench for this game, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, West Ham put up a good fight, though. You know, Antonio scored great goal, by the way. Yeah, great goal. Uh, bicycle kick in the box, using that strength to hold off the defender. But uh, Kufal, I want to give a sh- shout out too. Uh, Kufal did really, really well. Um, got um, he got the assist as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. But and I think I think people are just hesitant because West Ham just have one or two other really big games. But then after that, they have they have decent games. So if 
if you are hearing this and you Kufal's unavailable on your, it might just worth picking him up. Not for the next game because it's against Liverpool and we don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah, they Honestly, might win. Goal, you know, eight, no. They might win. You never know, right? <laughs> like uh, they West Ham have been playing some really good football recently. But at the same time, if you don't want to risk it, risk it. You can keep it on the. You can keep him on the bench and start playing him afterwards. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll pick him up and just <laughs> keep him on the bench. I mean, there are a couple assets from West Ham to consider, right? Now with the Antonio injury, I mean, I'm worried as well. And excited because Wessam without Antonio is pretty bad. Like, he has such an impact on that team. Like, he pretty much drags that team forward when they attack. Like, he's, yeah. a, he's a big loss, right? But that kind of opens up the door for uh, players like Yarmolenko and Sebastian Haller, who are proven mm-hmm. fantasy assets. They put up great numbers in seasons in the past, right? Do you, Would you take a, a risk on either one of these assets? Yarmolenko only owned in five by 5% of leagues. And Halea, 36%. What about you? Jarmolenko, maybe. I think Jarmolenko, we've seen when he comes off the bench, has a good impact. Might not provide that kind of, that goal or that assist, but like kind of drives that attacking threat. Halea, I'm not super sure. He might, he might be like a, like a, a counting stats machine, but I don't think he provides anything extra or anything new or anything kind of exciting to that West Ham attacking lineup yes i think he's very he's a very stationary type of player and like he doesn't really fit well with kind of what david Moyes wants him to do well you know what i would honestly rather him than mitrovic though because fulham aren't doing too great fulham won crystal palace two client started yeah yeah no i was excited excited for that Again, like it might take him a while because he hasn't played football for like two years. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the last time he played fo- football for Liverpool. But good for him that he's gotten a short-term contract. Hopefully, it works out, and hopefully, he can extend that one for that. He's he was a great player defensively, at least. So that was good. But I don't know. Like I think you should, like Crystal Palace. I'm not super convinced that either. Well, I, right. I mean, Ayu's missing because of COVID. Uh, Batchway is getting game time, owned in only 35% in leagues. He's kind of putting up some numbers right now, you know. Yeah. But I'm not sure yeah. if he gets benched when Ayu comes back. That's the thing. Like, Batchway has these fantastic moments, but he also frustrates, like, I don't know. Sometimes he has these really, really silly moments. Like, really frustrating moments. Yeah. he Like Lukaku. It's like opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, fantastic or just an absolute waste <laughs> like but yeah he got the assist put up 18 points it was their third highest scorer but i mean zaha like smashed it he's pretty much been killing it owned in 100 leagues as that should you know as expected uh pv is back and you know yeah. with like it's a bit interesting with chris palace now because millie started this game as well but you know do you think PVA is worth a pickup? Because if PVA plays, he could be on penalty duty. I know penalties keep popping up all all the time now in the EPL. Because when yeah. he came on... And set-piece duty. Yeah, other set-piece duty. Exactly. Well. And you've seen him score from them as well, right? So, like, there's a there's a lot of, I guess, competition at fullback spot over there. Like, Mitchell didn't even get taken off, right? He kind of swapped to yeah. the other wing. So, uh, do you think, like, PVA might be worth a pickup? Only owning 46% of leagues? I think so. I think we know what PVA has provided in the past. And I don't think, barring like injury, he's usually kind of kept up at that same pace for the most part. right? But my only thing is that 
I, I think Crystal Palace aren't doing that well generally. The game before, they only had one shot, and that was the penalty, right? You're, which you always have to, like, almost always, like, you know, keep it on target. So, like, that's... That's that's my only thing, right? And Zaha Zaha had a great game against a very struggling Fulham side. Yeah. But against other teams, I don't see Crystal Palace doing that well. So I think it's just a matter of wait and see in terms because he is still a defender. So he is still for every like he, they're not going to keep that, keep that many clean sheets. Yeah. So. But like great asset at Fulham though, Tom Kearney. I saw that you picked him up on Fab. Yeah. No. Yeah. I actually didn't spend any money on him. I just. I just I spent zero dollars. Oh on wow! It. Even uh, free, even better. <laughs> Five yeah. passes this game, and he got he scored the goal right uh, as well uh, late towards the exactly. game. Exactly. Uh, two shots on target. But two even, even the crosses game before, into the box. Yeah. Two successful dribbles. Yeah, you were mentioning in the group as well, like the game before, you got three key passes. Is that right? Three key passes. He had around like fifteen points. Yeah, uh, owned in only thirty eight percent of leagues. So I I think Russ Russ, you'd recommend people go pick him up maybe. Yeah, and they're playing West Brom next. Yeah, so you know what? I'm going to give a shout-out to Anton Robinson. Maybe he might keep a clean sheet, put up good points again. Yeah. 12 points, four key passes, in fact. So, like, I mean, Fulham's always conceding, and this guy's just putting up numbers for no reason. Like, that would be a Zubain recommendation. You know, only in 14% of leagues. I I might go pick him up right now. Who knows? I need some defenders. But Doherty's starting, so... (laughs) Because, like, mm-hmm. the thing is, I don't want to drop Zambo and Gisa. Like, I understand that he doesn't play that close to goal, but the guy keeps putting up numbers. 8.75 again this week. Like, and, you know, he was taken yeah. off in the 66th minute. Like, how? Like, this guy's just a points machine. <laughs> but uh, your boy AK47 comes on for Angisa and gets a red card. I know, that's like, <laughs> that's tough luck. Not Not tough luck in the sense that, like, you're obviously trying to, like, make attacking switch, and you make that switch, and that player gets sent Yeah. Off. Like, some Balotelli shit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that game had a lot more action than Manchester United 0, Chelsea 0. Oh, my God. Can we not talk about this game? I was, like, I was like, man, why am I watching this game? This game, this fixture has had so many great kind of moments in the past, while this one was, like, the complete opposite. It was... Boring. Yeah. I might have, like, stopped paying attention and started cooking during this game. Like, it was, it was pretty dead. And, like, even worse at one point, like, Kai and Timo got taken off at the same time. And I was just yeah. like, what? Like, that made no sense to me. But, I don't know, it was, it was, it was a game for defense, like, a game for, for clean sheets. That was pretty much it. If you had a Chelsea defender or a United defender, you did well. And... Like, Kudzuma only owned in 86% of leagues. Thiago Silva, like, he's free in one of our leagues right now. He's not going to put up, like, a lot of numbers. But I think we might actually keep a lot more clean sheets this season. If Mendy and... And maybe Thiago Silva. But most most importantly, Mendy, I think. He had that fantastic yeah. save, you know, towards the end of the game as well. Oh, yeah. On... On Rashford's shot. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, United almost won it. Like, Rashford's doing great for them with Martial out. Uh, Martial is going to be missing the Arsenal game because of that uh, silly incident with Lamella. So, maybe a bit more patient with Martial. Uh, He's your number one pick, right? (laughs) Yeah, let's let's not talk about, like, my picks, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I find what most... Is that double pivot for United. Fred and Scott... 
they've been playing. And again, they've been really good. Scott McTominay has provided some really good like points, but like stability to that midfield. Yeah, just the way they play. There's um, no Pogba. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Pogba's not starting, man. This is crazy. Like, what are you doing if you own Pogba right now? Are you trying to trade him? Or are you going to hold on to him and hope that he picks up fitness, he picks up form? I honestly don't know because I have him in one of my leagues and I don't know. Like, I want to drop him, but I'm just like, drop oh, him? I want to no. trade him. I would never drop him. That, that, yeah. that is, trade that is him, crazy. Trade but him like, for sure. You'd only trade him to, like, a United, United fan. fan. Yep. <laughs> I love how we said that too. Yeah. Like, only United fan. I think that's where you're probably going to get value. Like, I know, guys, I like, I know this is probably, like, really fucked up to, like, suggest that you use your friend's passion for his club against him, but they're United fans, so it's probably okay. But no, seriously, like, if I would, I, if I had Pogba, I'd try and treat him. Like, uh, like, you could probably get, like, a player like Madison, I think, for Pogba. Like, that's a fair trade. Or, like, a, a good attacking player. Like, a good forward for him. Mm, who would you consider a good... For- oh, maybe, like, DCL. Would you do DCL yeah. for Pogba? I would. I would. If, yeah. if, if you're in our Banter Boys League and you have DCL, <laughs> me up, I'd, I'd be totally down to do that trade. But, man, uh, Bruno smashed it again. Didn't even score and put up 17 points. It's like, unbelievable. Like you said last time, I know, I know you're feeling on this. Like, it, it's painful as a Liverpool fan. But yeah, but, but you know what? You know the you know what the solace is is that even then they're still not at their best, right? Yeah, they're not at the they're not at the same performance level that they were when Bruno first came in that team and yeah. they went on that unbelievable run. And I think right? that's that's also due to Martial not having started the season so great, right? And yes, neither has Mason Greenwood. Yeah, yeah, and he's had issues off the pitch, right? Which has probably affected his performance on it because he's not even getting to play. Yeah. He, apparently, what, he was late to training sessions and stuff. But honestly, I think that's just that's just the media trying to kind of make non-issues, make probably. issues about non-issues. We know that always happens with United. That's, yeah. that's kind of things that you have to take with, like a grain of salt with because yeah. they are arguably one of the biggest clubs in the world, right? Yeah. And they have such huge media presence. So always this stuff is going to happen. Yeah. Right? Uh, People are making a big deal about the Donny van der Beek issue, which again, I don't think that's it's that big of an issue. He's 23. You know he's going to get playing time in the future. This kid hasn't played since March. It will come. Hold up. If you have him, hold on to him. I know I'm one of them, and I'm saying that with passion, is that either you trade him to a United fan or you hold on to him. Don't drop him. Yeah, and it's the same thing with Ziyech, right? Like... Yeah. I know he was my second pick, right? And really hasn't done anything this season so far. But I'm definitely going to keep the faith because I know how much talent that guy has, right? I watched that, what was it, that for all Champions League game against Chelsea yeah. last season. Yeah, like, man, he, he's such an amazing player. Uh, I can't wait until he gets going. But speaking of like a Chelsea player again, you know, ex-Chelsea, one matter, gets another start, puts up 8.75 points, uh, three key passes. But he's getting minutes, man. Like, yeah. he's a bit of a, you know, a seasoned veteran. Would you pick him up? He's only wanted 25% of leagues. You pick him up if he starts. Yeah. But you sure. don't keep him in your team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, if you see him on the starting lineup, it's worth a good try because, again... On that team, for the last couple of games, what, it's, what it seems like is that he seems like one of the catalysts for the attacking threat, right? Taking some of that load off for Bruno. We know we know he is a great creative player, but at the same time, I don't think I keep a player like Mata on my bench. Yeah. I think there's way more, there are more other better players that I can keep on, keep for that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, 
Russ, you know what? This game was pretty boring. Let's move on. Liverpool to Sheffield one. So you can you got we the talk win. about how like there's some big at least, conspiracy at least you got the win. against Liverpool. I mean, yeah, but like now it just seems like a conspiracy. Sausish. Yes. Yes. I learned a new word, guys. It's sausage and it's conspiracy. But why? Because VAR just, you know, lo- loves loves you guys so much, you know? Live not Varpool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your boy Brewster got his debut though. But I don't think it was that good. No, it wasn't. Like, <laughs> it really it wasn't, wasn't. It wasn't that good. But you know what? Like, this is his first Premier League game. Yeah. So hopefully it's just a, sm- a small blip because, again, he's been backed by the Liverpool coaching staff and the Liverpool team. So, you know, there's, there's obviously something there. But I think it'll just take a while. It was Allison was back. I think that was that was a big news. And uh, you expected Liverpool to kind of keep a clean sheet. Barring VAR intervening and, you know, getting, you know, their mess up on everything. It, w- it was a so, penalty, though. Like, the guy was standing on the line, and the line is part of the penalty box. If you want to be really technical about it. He wasn't on the line. The ball was outside, and Fabinho got the ball first. I saw many angles of it. It's That's that's what it was. Like, honestly, I don't know what's going on. And, again, like, you're, you're also one to speak. Maguire is basically a professional wrestler right now. You know, he's doing his audition for the WWE chokeholding Espelicueta like that. And yeah. I think it's just a matter of, like, we discuss on, like, the people running VAR. I don't have an issue with VAR. I think VAR is a great addition to the to the game. But I, th- yeah. I just have an issue with the people oh, running run. VAR. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, when Lamptey gave away that penalty... Remember when he barely was whole, touching the person, had his hands on their shoulder, they give that immediate penalty. The Aspen yeah. one, yeah. I mean, this is, it's not, it's not surprising me. Like, I'm not surprised at all, sorry. Because last time we played the United and Harry Maguire almost took the nuts off a player. Exactly. They didn't do anything about it, right? So why are they going to do anything about it now? So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, fuck, why are we talking about VAR? This is terrible. Anyways, um, yo, Jota's playing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, man, new formation. Yeah. Klopp's going back to kind of the formation we saw at Dortmund with the 4-2-3-1. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't. I think many people thought, oh, Jota's back up for money. But that's like that's not the case. I don't think that's not the case anymore. Yeah. I think Jota and Mane are... Or Jota's going to... Klopp's going to stick with trying to play as Jota as much as possible. Because, again, we've talked about... We were talking about him before. But I think he's just a really good player. And tr- Klopp is known for getting the best out of his players. Especially ones who have that inconsistencies to their game. Yeah. We know that how much he can get the best out of the, his his players. Do you, t- do you think, though, that the presence of Jota is taking away from Salah? Because uh, Salah didn't have too, too hot of a game this time. Only 7.75 points. Uh, Jota got 16. Mane smashed it with 25. Yeah, he had two assists. Or one fantasy assist and one... Would would you be worried as a Salah owner currently? No, I think I think we've seen in the past that Salah's had these games all the time. Yeah, I think Mane is that type of player that you immediately sense his presence. And with Salah, you see that when he's on his game, he's on he's essentially unbeatable. He's the best player there. He's dribbling. He's confident on the ball. He's taking shots that he wouldn't normally take and getting them on target and hopefully scoring. But I think every once in a while you'll see a game like this. But I think the best thing is that you'll, with the depth of Liverpool's attacking prowess, right? You'll see that other players will uh, step it up. Firmino scored his first goal. 
a showdown yeah. scored and he has back to back. So like you know. Yeah, yeah. I I mean it was like Firmino scoring at home again. It's it's quite a rare sight, but always happy to see him score. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Southampton two, Everton zero. Did you expect this result? <laughs> no, I did say I did say it was gonna be a draw. I did say it was gonna be two two. You were really yeah. confident that Everton would win. I was yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> Southampton has been getting a few like you know results here and there, so it's been good. Did you think that was a red card? Yeah, it's a red card. Hundred percent, it's a red. It's a red card. card. Like, it, I mean, it's dangerous. Like, you could uh, like. Like mash up the man's Achilles, like it was, it was, it was bad. Fair like, enough. Yeah, hundred percent. I I was a bit surprised that they overturned the ban from three games to one game, but I mean, I don't think it was like a leg breaking intentional. Like I want to ruin your life. Yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah of course, of course. It's yeah. like you know, like we pl- we play football. Like we've made a couple of dirty challenges here and there, right? Yeah. <laughs> like let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I I, I mean. It, it's good for Dini Owens. He's only missing the one game because um, he's uh, he's like a, such an amazing player when he plays, man. Like, he was putting up great numbers, like, so far this season. He's been, like, above 10, close to 20, almost always. Uh, like, he only yeah. had a blip in that Brighton game. But, I mean, it, it sucked if you own him this And week. only one clean cheat, right? Yeah, only one clean cheat. Barring this last the first game. game. Yeah, barring... Yeah, yeah, barring this last game, he's only had one clean sheet. But negative nine point five points. Yeah, I owned him. It it wasn't fun to to have him uh, with the defense of uh, Wolves. <laughs> we we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. Yo, Hamez putting up numbers again though. Eleven points, top scorer. But you know what? Southampton actually smashed it. Che Adams back on the net. Yo, JWP finally came good. Yo, I was so happy to to see him on the score shot. Like that was one of the biggest difference makers. I think there's only like. Combined between both of us, there's like one goal. Yeah, it it wasn't two goals, exciting, two goals. Yeah, it wasn't an exciting like fixture between us. We're still close though, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, I like I, I would I would pick up Che Adams. I would I would start him. I mean, I I'm not sure what your brother's doing. Rafa, if you're listening, to this start Che Adams. Yeah, definitely start Che Adams. Like he's only won in seventy seven percent of leagues, and he put up seventeen points. He seems to be finally converting his chances. But, uh, you know, I want to give a shout-out to Ryan Butrin. He's doing quite well, man. He's getting a lot of key passes because you see him on, like, a lot of set pieces and stuff now. Yeah. He's only winning 52% of leagues. And, you know, they tend to kind of pick up these random clean sheets. Like, they've kept, what, three clean sheets in the last four games? Not what you can expect seeing when they get battered, you know, 5-2, 3-3, like... So you you might want to be a bit patient with Southampton defenders if you have them. Yeah, I think it, all of them. Yeah. yeah, like I know you dropped Kyle Walker pieces, right? But but he only got eight points this week, right? And I mean, you take away the clean sheet, he pretty much got zero. He did nothing, right? So that's why yeah, if you yeah. have to go for one of the defenders, I'd even go Yannick Vestergaard. Vestergaard, exactly. Pieces, but he just picks up counting stats, and like he's a tall ass uh, mofo. Like he will even get on some of the chances that JWP takes, like corners and stuff. But, I mean, other than that, you know, Bernard got a little bit of game time. You have any faith in Bernard uh, as an Everton asset? Nah, because Richardson will be back soon. And I think there's this way, way too... Like, it will be started, right? 
Yeah, he would. But I mean, Iwobi didn't have a great game. And like, I would say Bernard would start over Iwobi if possible next game. I mean, Bernard got two key passes in the 45 minutes. He did put up a little bit of decent numbers. Second highest score for them, six points. Owned by only 2% of people. And he put mm-hmm. up really, really good numbers last season as well. But yeah, you know who else put up really, really good uh, points last season, but is failing this season? Moutinho from Wolves. Wolves won, Newcastle won. This was a bit of a weird game from Newcastle, especially the way they set up. They kind of played like a 5 Initially, three, yeah. It seemed almost yeah. like a 5 3 But no, one, no one. midfield. Yeah, no, no midfield. midfield. As in, no midfield, as in, like, they had Callum Wilson up top, Alan St. Maximum behind them, then Jeff Hendrick right behind them. Jeff Hendrick was the yeah. most central player. They had Frazier and Almiron on both sides in the back five, right? It was weird because Jeff Hendrick looked way too alone. Exactly. Players like Pudence kept way yeah. too much space. Like players like Pudence kept picking up the ball in front of him and just having pops a goal, right? Yeah, and Pudence had a great game fantasy wise. Yeah, he had eleven and a half points. Yeah, and like uh, you could see that they were kind of missing Shelby, right? But then they kind of fixed it. Like Anton Maximin kind of tucked in a bit deeper, and then you know Miggy kind of you know moved like adjusted his position. Yo, I was really excited and torn to see Miggy start. Because I was like, I dropped him this week. And I was like, shit, man. The guy starts, you know, he might actually have a decent game. He got five points, right? <laughs> but the fact that he yeah. played, uh, you know, the full 90 was quite promising. But Ryan Frazier, man, we, we like, we like kind of bitched oh about God. him. And he kind of makes us look like idiots. Like, I was watching the game and I was like, guys, um, I, I have no credibility in our podcast anymore. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> but you know what? This was his first start and he hasn't played football proper football like comp- like starting a game since what march yeah like when was the last time you played for burnmouth it's been a while right yeah so it's his first start again we've said it about many of these players but we also have to realize is that fitness is a big thing and that definitely plays you saw hints of fraser kind of like get knowing his presence but i think it's just a matter that like obviously you want to drive the player through asm yeah that's that's he's your best player well, which, I mean, yeah, he's like pretty much dribbling everybody, like exactly right. <laughs> so, which which kind of takes away from what Fraser can do. I yeah. think the best you can kind of expect from a player like Fraser is that he's open and he gets the ball on the wings and he's able to put those crosses. And the best, the really good thing I saw was Fraser taking the set pieces. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't really convert any of them. Like he's he's rusty right now. He's rusty. Yeah. He's getting into good positions, but like the final delivery was just lacking. Yeah, exactly. But okay, I have a question though. Uh, are you gonna have uh, Miggy or Fraser right now? Who would you pick? Fraser has a much higher ceiling. It's my it's my only thing. All right. On set pieces, we've dis- yeah we've we've discussed it. He's on set pieces. Yeah. And give him a couple of starts. I think he'll come good. Sounds good. I I really don't want to eat my words because he's in my team right now. <laughs> I picked up the Donker, and I knew this was gonna happen is that he would have an absolute flop of a game, fantasy-wise. You saw him get in great positions for the for, for Wolves, but fantasy-wise, he only had 1.75 points. You know what made that just better? Is that Willy Bolly and Max Killerman combined as the same number of points as did Donker, so... Yeah. <laughs> what is 0.5 minus 0.5? <laughs> then Donker. Yeah, terrible game... Uh, for our picks, our recommendations. Like, honestly, why are we recording right now, Russ? I don't know. <laughs> We're so high on them. Listeners, <laughs> we promise. These are just smile. Think about the larger picture. These yeah. players are going to come good. 
<laughs> Yo, but Pudence yeah. Pudence actually looked really, really good that game, man. Only he won in eighty seven percent of leagues. Uh, if you can get him, get him, man. He, like he was, he was, he was toying with those uh, Newcastle players at one point. Exactly. Like yeah. the half actually came at a good point, and you know the ref actually called the whistle right as they were about to take a shot. Like, put yeah, I know, like, I know. And you know what? The bar right there. I know. Tindamke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I was, yeah, I was livid. I was as livid because you know I was like, oh my god, he's gonna take a shot. <sighs> and and whistle. I'm like, oh, screw you, ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it sucks to say uh, Nelson Semedo put up points again. Danny, good pick. You know, he's paying off. I I looked at this guy during the game. Like, honestly, he doesn't defend. He is literally in the penalty box. Even when, like, the ball is not near him, he's in the penalty box. Like, it makes... This guy doesn't... He doesn't defend. <laughs> like, he just attacks. And to be fair, the side of the... He's on the right side, right? And that's the same side as yeah. Willy Bully. So you really don't need to defend when Willy Bully is, like, right behind exactly, you. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, him and I smashed it 20 points. Murphy also smashed it for Newcastle, you know, with that little tricky set-piece goal. Uh, would you pick up Murphy or own Murphy? No, not really. No. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Arsenal zero, Leicester one. Vardy I told didn't start. You Leicester would come good. Yeah, yeah, you did. Less. Uh, Vardy didn't start. Barnes started up top. Madison started. I was really excited. You know, happy for owners. He finally started, and you know, again, another player shot the bed uh, completely. You know, bigger picture, Sanji. Bigger picture. <laughs> bigger picture. I mean, to be fair, ninety nine percent of leagues own him, right? So it's not just me that who has the you know the faith in him, but you know, no Vardy. It, it was interesting to see them play this way. Like Barnes kept dribbling Arsenal players, like kept getting through, but he couldn't get far up enough the pitch, right? And he yeah. didn't really provide that sort of pressure uh, that Vardy does. Like Vardy annoys defenders and. Like, Davalui's had all the time in the world in the first half to pretty much pick up his head and just spray passes to, like, Bellerin or Tierney. Like, it was beautiful watching him just spray the ball across the field, right? But, yeah. I mean, you could kind of call that game a, a game of two halves because then he got injured. Mustafi came on. I, I mean, Vardy didn't really come on immediately into the second half. But, I mean, he scored. New boy under got the assist. Yeah. And honestly, you know what? When I, when I see you, Vardy... Yeah. You see Vardy and you see Vardy press. Vardy doesn't press to the ball. Yeah. He's going to press to a, a good pass that the defender can make. Hoping that the other lesser players are going to kind of press on the ball. Allowing him to kind of like, you know, get behind the defense and kind of steal the ball. Or just be in a good position when the, when the ball is actually stolen. And then, like, you know, kind of helps out his game where he doesn't have to run much. But he'll do the work that causes the mistakes. And I think that's what Vardy does best. Yeah, and uh, new boy. Well, I mean, new boy. They're kind of forced in the situation, but Fofana, Fofana, Bavana. Yeah, you know, uh, put up good points. Eight points. Game. Only owned in forty two percent of leagues. Eight points, and he got a yellow card. You know, so kind of yeah. like eleven points. Zubain, you know, good shout out. My boy Timothy Castane put up good numbers. You know, twelve points. They kept, they you know kept the clean sheet, so that kind of helped. But uh, Arsenal, you know, kind of kind of flat. I don't I don't know what's going on with them right now. Like Oba's not firing at all right now yeah new contract Shinja signed the thing (laughs) 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 but you know Bukayo putting up the numbers yo one five dollar well spent man the kid looks great in games like I mean Danny's putting up better numbers because I think he's on corners and stuff but like 
you look at the game and I feel I felt like Saka was their best player yet again. Uh, yeah, of, again. of the French tree of Lacazette and Oba, you know. Exactly. Partey started. I mean, they Partey, but no party. Like, yeah, party, party. I don't know. That was a terrible. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. That's what. That's what we'll call the episode. Party, party. <laughs> yes, I love it. But three point five points. You know, not. I. I don't know if I'd really try to pick him up. He's only seventy five percent of leagues. That you know is really shocking. But I think it's that name recognition. It is. It is. It is definitely a name pull. But yeah, I, I don't know what to make of Arsenal right now. I, I wouldn't be thoroughly excited to, to own one of their assets. Like, they're still... I don't know. It, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Brighton won. West Brom won. This, this was, was a, such a... This was <laughs> our make-or-break game. This was our make-or-break game. It was. Honestly, As we love to say, our squeaky, squeaky bum-time game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And honestly, you know who was defending Carlin Grant when he made that shot? Ben White. He, yeah. he turns past him and shoots the ball. Obviously, Matt Ryan's not going to stop that. And I was just like, oh, man. That was our make That was a make-or-break game. If West Brom didn't score, I had one against you. But... Yeah, I was I was shitting bricks because like Trossard came off early. He only got five point five points. Mopi got only got three points. Dan Burn, man, like like Brighton's so frustrating. They play such attractive football, don't take advantage of their chances. And then they just shit the bed in the second half. That that's West Brom had a really good second half. It yeah, was really good did. to kind of see. They showed more fight than I think Fulham. They're showing more fight right now than Fulham. Yeah. So and new boy Carlin Grant got on the score sheet, you know, um, yeah. only owning 12% of leagues. Would you pick him up? You know what? I think some of the commentators were talking about this is that he has more Premier League experience than the other player. Because he played for Huddersfield, right? Yeah. yeah. He had like yeah, four yeah. or five goals for them before. Yeah. So, um, honestly, depending on the fixture, their next fixture right now is Fulham. And Fulham is not going to keep a clean sheet. So, it'd be a good shout to kind of pick him up. Yeah, and uh, like Matias Pereira had a quiet game, uh, only four point five points, but I, I mean, I don't know. West Brom in general, like you know, uh, our thoughts on it, like they, they prob- they most likely gonna get relegated. Yeah. Sorry, any West Brom fans, but like I'm not in a rush to pick up most of their assets, and like chances are, other than Matias Pereira, you could probably pick up most of them. Like maybe Grady Diangana you struggle to get, but again, hasn't been that impressive yet. Yeah, like they have some interesting assets like uh, Townsend and Krovinovic. Yeah. But maybe played on a fixture. Yeah, like Ross said, this is a good time to maybe test out one of their assets, you know? But I, I would say, like, if if you want an asset from Brighton, I'd go for Dan Byrne. He was their best uh, performer uh, for the game week. 10.25 mm-hmm. points conceded. But, I mean, he was one of those players last season that he kind of ticks along with, like, a nine, an eight, a ten, or like a nine, an eight. Like he, it's just aerial covering duels. around a ten. Yeah, he's a giant. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so tall, dude. He is so tall. But yeah, you know who else is tall? Chris Wood from Burnley. Burnley zero, Spurs one. It's a surprising result. Like we, we kind of guessed though? that Tottenham would win. But yeah, like their defense looks a lot, a lot stronger. That's that's kind of what it well, is. Right? Yeah, because Tarkowski is playing, right? I mean, Tarkowski's no Ben playing, but still, and. The only thing that kind of got them was a set-piece goal, or else we don't even know if Tottenham would have scored against Burnley. So, like, yeah. it's kind of something to consider. Like, Tottenham have been on fire on the road. 
Yeah. So everyone kind of expected them to put four or five goals. We expected them to uh, put four or five goals against Burnley, but this might be the performance that hopefully turns Burnley's season around. Yeah. And, you know, Matt Doherty started Russ. Like, like yeah. you told me, <laughs> have patience. Yeah, have patience. I have him in the Bandit Boys League. Yeah. And I, I knew, like, it was good. I was able to kind of bring him up through auto subs. Yeah. Because it was really the last game and it kind of worked out that way. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely smashed. 21 nine, points? Well, uh, Nin- got yeah. updated. 21 points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 19.75 points. I mean, doing, Doherty doing Doherty things, you know. A little bit of everything. A key pass, two tackles one, an accurate cross, three interceptions, uh, six aerials. Yeah. Uh, six and the clean aerials. Sheet. He's yeah. a beast as a fullback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He really is. But, you know, Spurs as usual, Kane-Sun combo. Like, if you're Seth and have them both, uh, you're, you're a very happy manager right now. But uh, Burnley assets kind of looked up a little bit this game, you know. Yeah. Assets like Chris Wood, uh, Charlie Saylor, kind of got, uh, like, the points are starting to trickle in slightly. But, I mean, if, if you want a, a player from Burnley, I'd say, you know, who's like a sure starter who will kind of tick along, uh, Ashley Westwood, uh, only owning 39% of leagues. He's on, like, set pieces. Uh, he got four key passes this game, Sometimes, right? yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, sometimes. I mean... I've seen him score from a corner before. <laughs> so, exactly, he's, yeah. he's pretty good at them. But yeah, uh, other than that, like, uh, I mean, Burnley again, like, maybe just a little patience. Let's see how the season develops and they might pick up. But anyways, let us, you know, grab a drink or... Yeah, let's grab a drink, yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to grab a drink. We'll be back with the results from the Sanji versus Ross fixture and the outcome of our score predictions from the game week. Be right back. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I couldn't count properly. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, five, four, three, two, one. I don't know what I was doing. You don't know how to use I your fingers it. while you count. But we're back, Russ. Um, how did our game week go? Bring it on! Bring on the bench. <laughs> Honestly, it was such a boring game week. It really was. It between us, it was close. Uh, Sanji, you won eighty to seventy-three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. None of our players really checked. Oh, you you know what's the best part? Um, I had Willy Bolly, Max Kilman, Sergio Aguero, and Dominic Calvert Lewin. Right? Uh, guess how many points they got me in total? Three. Uh, no, two point two five. Yeah. Oh man, so close. Yeah, I, I cannot believe I won this game. Like, I was absolutely sure. I was like, you know, Aguero fight back, you know, my fifth pick, such a steal in the draft. Yep, gets injured, comes off early. Uh, honestly, my trusted companion, you know, JWP uh, came big for me this gaming for sure with 24 points. You know, my waiver pick kind of saved me as well, you know, Bukayo Saka, 9 points. It was a very disappointing fixture for both of us. I think we. We like to see our scores at least 100. Yeah. Like, you hit at least 100, doesn't matter if win or lose, like, your team's doing well. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're facing each other uh, this game week as well, uh, in the Banter Boys League. And you know what's going to happen? Timo's going to come good. <laughs> so, I don't even know what to expect. So, yeah. Timo Werner in our original league only gave me 1.5 points. My best player <laughs> was, I think, Kurt Zuma. Yeah. With 17 points. And Jamie Vardy, who scored off the bench. He played like 25, 30 minutes, and he gave me 13 points. It was an incredibly frustrating game week. 
Noah Dama again, which was really annoying. I played Dendonker, who flopped. Fraser, who flopped. Stuart Dallas, again, good game. Nothing expected from Stuart Dallas. I was really hoping this would be the game week that Alex tears. Alex... Tell us. Zubain, you gotta fix us. Yes, please, Zubain. But honestly, like, I don't even know. I'm just gonna sell all my players and trade all my players for it to see. <laughs> the rebuild mode already, six game weeks in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, my first two picks have been sucking up my bench spots, like, all season. It, it kind of sucks. Um... But, I mean, two other picks that I kind of recommended, uh, Jeffrey Schlupp and uh, I keep, you know, hailing out Andre Frank Zambo Angisa. Such an awesome name, man. They both got 8.75 points, uh, respectively, in our format, you know, with the ball recoveries and the yeah. fouls, etc, etc. But, yeah, uh, it was an interesting game week. Uh, but how did you fare in our uh, other league? I smashed it. Patrick Bamford, Sadio Mane... <laughs> Patrick Bamford gave me 40 points. Sadio Mane gave me 22, 23 points. Doherty gave me, what, 19 points or whatever. That was, like, again, great, great thing. Those players kind of carried my whole team. So that was great to see. I think yours was a really disappointing one again. Oh, mine was fantastic. Mine was fantastic. What are you talking about? Lowest score in the league this uh, game week. How much? Including auto subs. (laughs) 36.25. Patrick Bamford would have beat you alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's because I own Willy Bully and Kilman in this league oh as well. Oh my god, bro. Um, and they got a whopping zero points. Oh, not to, uh, not to mention, I got, you know, Timo Werner with that solid what? one point. Yeah. Um, and, oh, you know, to you, with that cherry on that cake, Luca Dean with that negative 9.5. Yeah, I was having a terrible week. Justin absolutely smashed me, man. The table is quite interesting as well right now. Like, uh, I'm in fifth. Ross, you've moved up to third, man. Yeah, but we have the same record. Exactly, we're on the same points. And it's still so early into the season. Like, points four, man. We've talked about this all the time. Like, points four could be a make or break for your season at the end. For, like, playoffs, right? Yeah. But I still tell you, like, even though, like, you're in eighth in our other league and you're, like, six points behind, again... It's still early into the season. There's like 30, 28 more games, so I'm not really worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would not be worried at all. So, what about some of the waiver picks that you made? Like, how did they pay off for you uh, this game week? This game week, so I picked up Dendonker. Did not really pay off at all. That was my kind of most frustrating thing. Like, I was like, oh, like, you know what? It's going to be a great game against Newcastle. Uh, you know, keep getting those key passes in. No. Mate was in really good positions, but I don't think any of them kind of came through. Who else did I have? I should really check. Who else did I pick up? Cindy, do you remember? Bro, I don't pay attention to other teams in our league. What are you talking about? <laughs> I only pay attention to me because I'm the best. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, you picked up Kearney? Yeah, Kearney I picked up for this upcoming game week. Oh, yeah, yeah. The waiver from today, you picked up Kearney. But then Donker was the only one you picked up. Like, I know you picked up Ben White. Decent game. 6.25 points in our OG league. He played in midfield as well, didn't he? Yeah, like that was interesting to see. I feel like Potter is maybe overturning in that team. They really should be getting better results. As always. Yeah, he's pretty much like Pep. <laughs> like, he needs to get a subtle squad and they really need to be convincing those performances into actual results. But for me, like, I picked up Kilman uh, for Taylor, Schlupp for Tammy. Saka for Miggy. Um, I would say they paid off other than Charlie Taylor Kilman, but I think that's like, again, that's a long term play for me. Like, I think maybe 
Wolves might keep up more clean sheets than um, Burnley. Uh, but again, I could always go back and pick up a player like Charlie Taylor, right? Yeah. They kind of paid off. Hendo kind of paid off. Yeah. It's kind of worrying me that I picked up Moutinho and Moutinho's not really getting minutes. Would you be worried as a Moutinho owner? Like, they're kind of rotating. Like, Dendonka's kind of taking the spot. Dendonka seems like kind of nailed on and Moutinho and Neves are, like, rotating. Yeah. You know what? That's not even concern. I think the biggest concern right now in terms of Wolves is Adama Traore. Yeah. Nuno, why aren't you playing Adama Traore? We <laughs> got through to Steve Bruce and he finally played Miggy and Frazier. Nuno, please play Adama Traore. Please, please, please. What if Adama plays and he absolutely shits the bed as well? Like You know what? He won't though. We seem to be jinxing he players. I think that I think that might be our thing. He's just gotta use the baby oil. Like as long as he uses the baby oil, he'll be good. <laughs> Do you recommend any free agents managers can pick up on the waiver wire, Ross? So right now I think the biggest one that seems to be available is Tom Kearney. Yeah. He's only owned in 38% of the leagues, but his ownership has gone up 24%. So you might have just missed him out on some of your leagues. But again, in majority of the leagues, he's still available. I think that's kind of a big pick. They're playing West Brom right now. It's going to be a pretty toe-to-toe game in terms of a head-to-head. But you'll see a lot more attacking uh, movement from Fulham because they'll be going up against a team that isn't really out of their league. What about Armstrong? I, I know you had Armstrong written on as well. I think the thing with Armstrong is we don't know how often he like starts. He did start the last game. I think from what commentators was talking about is that he was probably one of their best players. He wasn't really involved in the goal or in, in any of that, but his movement on and off the ball and creating space for players like Danny Ings, James Ward-Prowse and Che Adams really helped them get that clean sheet and essentially dominate Everton in that game. So I think Armstrong, if he's starting and if he's available, he's only owned in 51% of the leagues. Last game, he got 8.5 points exactly. And I think he's a player that usually comes good. Southampton's next games are away at Aston Villa, home against Newcastle, away at Wolves and home against Manchester and away at Brighton. Those are some really, really decent games for a team like Southampton. Yeah, I want to recommend uh, Oliver McBurney. He's actually putting up some really good numbers. Um, so if you look at his track record as well, he's only played 90 minutes in three games this season. And he's gotten 14, 17.75 and 18.75 in those games. He's putting up really good numbers. Yeah, what has he been doing? So he's owned in uh, 53% of leagues, but he's pretty much winning a bunch of fucking aerials. Like, in those games, he won yeah. 13, 14 11, aerials? 14 aerials. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's basically like your Christian Benteke. Um, so I'd go pick him up. Yeah. Um, maybe Mishi Bashiwai, if you want to risk that. Uh, Mishi is getting a run of games and, you know, we've mentioned him before, only own 35% of leagues. He'll probably get on his score sheet, you know, when you least expect it. If you want to look at some midfielders, uh, I'd maybe recommend uh, Rodrigo from Manchester City, owned in only 48% of leagues. He's uh, he's also putting up some good numbers with no goals or assist returns, uh, 9.75, 9.25 uh, back-to-back weeks. Maybe Sander Berg, from Sheffield. He scored the penalty. Yeah, and he gets like uh, decent counting stats as well. Maybe like around eight to nine points. Oriol Romeo. Only thing with Romeo is that 
he tends to get your uh, yellow cards. So that's one thing I'm concerned about. But this last game, no goals, no assists, and had 13 points. Yeah, and another shout-out, um, uh, maybe with caution, uh, for Juan Mata and Alioski from Manchester United and Leeds United, respectively. Mm-hmm. Mata, 25% owned. Alioski, 4% owned. They're also putting up decent numbers. They're not goal or assistant dependent, basically, uh, to get points. Decent midfielders there uh, for you to pick from. Any defenders catch your eye, Ross? As you're recording, I just dropped Masuaku and picked up Kufal. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Anthony Robinson is one that we've kind of talked about. And I think you might be able to pick up those Southampton defenders, Jan Bednarak. Ryan Bertrand, like, they play and they seem to be getting clean sheets. Yeah. So, they might be a good shot. I'll give a shout-out again to Anton Robinson. He's only owned in 14% of leagues and he got 8.5, 6.75, 10.25 points. Uh, He hasn't kept a clean sheet in any of these games. Yeah. Putting up some pretty good numbers for a Fulham player. Six key passes, five accurate crosses in total. He's kind of ticking along nicely, um, and he uh, he's like an attacking fullback, right? So he'll get into some dangerous spots eventually. Other players, Chris Basham, I think he's more of like a long-term hold. One of Sheffield's best players last season. Uh, he's only owned in 52% of leagues. Again, we mentioned Ryan Bertrand, only owned 52% of leagues, playing for Southampton. He's on set pieces, so he's probably going to get some of those key passes in. I mean, other than that... You want some goalkeeper suggestions? Mendy might be available. Yeah, only owned in 67% of leagues. And he's kept clean sheets uh, every time he's played. 8.5, 16 points. Like, he, he's good, man. Like, I, I think, yeah, definitely definitely go pick him up. If you want, I had one other name. Ariola was on my list of players. He's kind of picked up a little bit of form recently. 7.258, 12.5. Again, not keeping that clean sheet, but getting those points, right? Only owning 10% of leads, 10%. Go pick him up, guys, if you want. But you know what? I hate keepers, so let's change the topic. Okay. Topic. Upcoming fixtures and predictions. Let's do this. Finally. Yeah, let's do this. All right, Sanji. First fixture we have is a Friday fixture again. Wolves versus Palace. Sanji, what do you think? I don't know, man. Like, Wolves is uh, very organized. Palace, uh, I don't know if they can break that defense. And Wolves is not a high-scoring team. So I'm going to go maybe 1-1, a draw. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 2-0 win for Wolves. Sheffield City, Sanji. I don't know if Sheffield's going to score. City seems to be like holding on to the ball really well. And I think they're going to start keeping a few clean sheets. I don't know if Sheffield is going to be able to... I don't know, keep out all the goals, but City's not scoring a lot as well. Like, they only just scored three goals in their Champions League game tonight. Before that, they were pretty much scoring, like, only one goal a game. But I'm going to go maybe safe and go um, Sheffield 0, Manchester City 1. 1-3 one, to Manchester City. You think Sheffield is actually going to score? Sheffield's going to score. KDB is back. And I'm hoping Foden continues to play up as a second striker almost. We'll see. But, I mean, at the end of it, we both predict that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Burnley versus Chelsea. I don't think Burnley's going to score. Uh, Chelsea, I hope we score. But, I, you know what? Most importantly, I hope we keep the clean sheet. I'm going to go Burnley 0, Chelsea 1. You know what? <laughs> nil nil. <laughs> of course. Of course. You know what? I hope... That bites you in the ass because you've got Timo. I know, in one of your but teams. you know what? You've got Timo, and I'm playing against you. So, 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Liverpool versus West Ham. Uh, no Antonio, man. This is this is interesting. No Fabinho. Fabinho got injured in the Champions League game. Klopp said his hamstring injury didn't look too bad. Yeah. So that's kind of hopeful. But Matt Tip might be back, and so will Thiago. Yeah. Thiago is also back in training. So what's your prediction? <laughs> I'll go first, actually. I think it's gonna be West Ham one, Liverpool two. West Ham scoring without Antonio boy, that's gonna be interesting. But then again, Liverpool's defense is messed without Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, West Ham. Well, Liverpool three, West Ham one. All right, let's move on. Aston Villa versus Southampton, kicking us off for our Sunday games. Villa finally had a bit of a like I don't know bashing yeah I, <laughs> I don't know like 3-0 like 3-0 is a big score man at home too man that was disappointing for them and like Southampton they, like they look leaky at the in the back like if teams get get in behind them like I feel like this might be high scoring but I'm gonna say that Southampton win this game I feel like they have just enough like that that win against Everton was like I was like okay yeah Southampton still mean business right they can still deal with sides. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go Aston Villa one, Southampton two. I'm gonna go Aston Villa two, Southampton three. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I, I actually think that's gonna be a bit high scoring. Obviously, Villa want to bounce back. Yeah. And I think that's gonna yeah. happen. It's gonna be pretty toe to toe. And I think Southampton just might take it towards the end of the game. Yeah, like Southampton play a bit of a high line, right? And I think Jack Grealish is gonna constantly get in behind them. Like he's gonna give those defenders something to think about. Uh, let's move on. Newcastle versus Everton. I'm gonna say... Like, Richarlison, I think, is still missing for this game. Yeah, I think so. They miss his runs. Like, his pace behind the back line. He's a, it's a very good outlet. Like, DCL can't do it all on his own, right? No. And DCL needs that support. We kind of immediately saw that when he when he wasn't playing. Yeah, and you don't know what to expect from Newcastle because they've changed their lineup. Like, they don't have anything consistent. They can't score goals, but... It's, it's what Bruce does with that team, right? Um, so I'm going to say Newcastle 1, Everton 3. Oof. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Again, I don't trust that Everton defense. And I think hopefully Bruce sorts out that starting eleven. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's kick off to probably the tastiest fixture of the weekend. I don't know, man. It'll, I think it'll be a boring game again. Well, I would 8 to... <laughs> Watch this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, United Arsenal. I think United might win. You know, um, Arsenal men not firing on all cylinders. Yo, they're 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 not convincing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And no, Luis too. It's a very hard one to predict, man. I don't like predicting these big, so-called big games. I'm gonna go for a draw. Let's say one all. I'm gonna go with two one United. <laughs> Anyways, uh, last game on Sunday: Spurs versus Brighton. <laughs> this might be a ridiculous scoreline. I'm gonna go Spurs four, Brighton one. Oh my god, you're right. You're kind of right there. Like I don't trust that Brighton defense, <laughs> but Spurs are at home. But I think they can still score. Yeah, because Spurs being lads, right? Yeah, but I think it's gonna be a three two to Spurs. That's the day Monday. Yeah, Monday. Fulham versus West Brom. <laughs> this is this is gonna be so boring. I don't, uh, you know, I, uh, I, just, or, I don't even know. Like nice that story. second, yeah, that second half against West Brom played against Brighton was a really good. Slavin Bilic gave them a talking to, and they came out strong. Fulham has talented players, yo. Lukman hit the post twice last game. He looks really good. Mitrovic has just not had a good start to the season at all, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel for the guy. Um, that missed penalty and everything that he touched was going to shit yeah. pretty much that game. 
But you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, good old Slav. I will say uh, Fulham 1, West Brom 2. This is, you're right, this is gonna be a tough one to predict. I think Fulham gets the win. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a 2-1 to Fulham. Last game um, of the week, Leeds versus Leicester. I think another hard one to predict. Because you don't know if Vardy's gonna start. Um, and Leeds... I think he'll start. Yeah? I think he'll start. He's definitely gonna run in behind that Leeds backline. He's gonna love running behind that Leeds backline. Yeah. And Vardy loves scoring away from home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's going to be interesting. Let us go for a draw. 2-2 leads Leicester. I'm going to go with a 4-2 win for Leicester. This is my maverick pick. This is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. 4-2 for Leicester. Oh, man. All right. Um. So hopefully that gives you kind of like, you know, a little help in terms of picking your squads this game week. Uh, because, you know, some people don't play with auto-sub, some people do. Uh, so, you know, it's very tricky to select your your starting eleven. Um, and, you know, last week, uh, what? how did it turn out? I think we ended up 3-3. We had a draw. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, we, yeah both of us predicted uh, Liverpool and Spurs winning. Yeah. And you predicted the United-Chelsea draw, and I predicted the Leicester win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. Hopefully, I'll beat you this week in uh, in fantasy oh as well. Oh my god! You know, but good luck, good luck, good luck, <laughs> good luck, good luck. You know, but guys, that's that, that's that's it. That's all we had uh, planned for today. We hope you enjoyed. It was a lot. It was a long episode. I think right before our drinks break, we were like, "Holy shit, we hit one hour." So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Ross, you want to remind our listeners? You know, uh, how can they find us? As always, you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at bantab. We are on Spotify, we are on Google Podcasts, we are on Apple Podcasts, and we are on SoundCloud. Our Anchor website is also listed up on our Twitter page. Please do send us messages, give us a review if you can on your platforms, and if you have any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, even if it's not related to the podcast or anything, we'd love to You know what? We should probably tweet more. We should definitely tweet more. We really should. We should. We should engage with some people. We should. Um, We should definitely, you know, dish out some banter. But uh, we'll dish out some about, uh, you know, next episode. Because um, we're done, guys. That's it. We, we got to go. We got lives. Yeah. You know? We love you, right. but we, we got lives. Yeah. We love you. But anyways, guys, it's 11.15 p.m. You know, I got to sleep. I got to sleep. But anyways, guys, good luck this game week. You know, smash it. Ross, good luck. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. See you on the other side. Yeah. Up for more bands. So let's go. I know. Exactly. All right. Bye, everyone. Peace out. Bye.